Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. I hope you've had a chance to listen to last week's episode when we started this new series about my own personal TBI experience. If not, I highly recommend you go back and take a listen to see where it all started. I'm handing over the lead again today to my good friend, Amanda Ewers. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you are joining us. So our last episode, we left off with some really cool things that were going on in Mandy's life. She had recently gotten married and we were talking about going on this cruise. And this was after a long journey with a TBI after a very traumatic accident. So before we get to all of the amazing good things that are going on and the progress that you're making, I want to ask you, what do you feel has been your biggest feat so far? Like, What is the one thing that you feel that you've struggled with the most? Oh, gosh. Just living was a struggle, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. Being, being present, seeing even the minuscule improvements was a huge struggle uh, just because there was so much not working right so much not working right. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about um, having that support system and, and sometimes we just don't even know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So, so what was that like? I mean, to go through this experience and you're the nurse, this is your job. This is your profession. These are, these are the people that you help. And now you're on the other side of that. Now you're the patient. What was that like to have to be, to to let go of the wheel, so to speak, and to be the patient? To be honest, that was super hard for me. Um, I have always been the the go-getter, the the do everything all at the same time, plate super full kind of person. Um, And I worked so hard to get to where I was educationally wise, career wise, that I, at first I'm like, I, I should know this stuff because I've been doing neurology for so long. I should know what I'm doing, but it was a struggle to remember what I was supposed to be doing. I couldn't remember all of the lectures I'd given to patients about post-concussion care, how to care for themselves. I couldn't remember all the supplements that I would recommend to patients for their brain health to help their brains heal. And then once I finally did remember some of them, I couldn't remember to take them on a daily basis. And um, when my pillbox would empty out, I would forget to refill it. And I think the biggest, biggest thing that I had issues with was my memory because I just felt like nothing was at my grasp. There was nothing like, you know, when you have a thought that's at the tip of your tip of your tongue, as you say, and you, it's, you just want to grab it. That was me every day like coming up with words, being able to string words together to make a complete sentence and not lose track of where I was going halfway through the sentence. 
and just remembering to even do the day-to-day tasks, like take a shower, get dressed, eat. Uh, I lost my appetite in the middle of it. So I wouldn't know that I was hungry and I would literally forget to eat. Like, how do you forget to eat? But I did live in the dream. Uh, so if, if it was possible to forget, I forgot it. And I would not remember things moment to moment. My kids would start laughing at me because I would say the same stories over and over again, but it was never, never anything complex. Like I, what I was used to saying at work. So when it came to feeling like a nurse practitioner, it didn't feel like one. I had a headache mm-hmm. all the time. I was tired all the time. I couldn't remember anything. My balance was off. Um, like, I don't think we really got into the symptoms last week. So we'll kind of go, go into that. So, um, and let's talk about some of that, you know, a lot of this is, you know, people will possibly think mindset. I mean, that initially when this happened, I try to give you these, these cues. And I remember you saying, I can't put words together. I can't, I can't finish those statements. I don't, and forgetting to do these basic things, it's like, I feel like there's something more and I should know it, but I can't come up with the answers. And it was really, I just, I remember that frustration coming from you. It's like, I'm supposed to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And it almost, it almost seemed like you were caged. Mm-hmm. I felt like and, it, honestly. Yeah. So as the, as the nurse practitioner, the one that, that goes and, and diagnoses patients and, and gives them treatments and whatever the things that you do in your job, were those some of the standard treatments that you were also going through? Were you going through um, and checking the boxes? So talk to us about some of those things that you had to go through on that journey of trying to figure it out. Yeah. So Oh man, the appointments came fast and furious at first, and it was hard to keep track of everything, but I'm thankful for my handy dandy cell phone. That's always in my pocket. Cause um, if it didn't go on my, my list or on my calendar, it didn't get done. So um, first off was meeting with neurology and having been in neurology so long, I know the neurologists, I have friends who are neurologists. So I reached out to one of them who I had seen previously for my migraines And he said, Hey, I got in an accident. Can you, do you have time? You can see me and you fit me into a schedule. So we started with that and I didn't realize all the issues that I had. So even last week, we kind of touched on the memory part that hit really quickly, but I didn't realize everything else that was going on. Like I couldn't see things super clear, but I can't, couldn't tell you that it was clearly double. It just wasn't one single clear object that I was seeing. But when I saw the neurologist, he was, he did uh, exams on my, on my vision and my eyes and my balance. And and he identified that my balance was off and that my eyes were not tracking together. Like, oh, well, that would probably explain why I have the double vision, but I couldn't think of that myself. So he put in referrals to physical therapy and to an eye doctor. And I had another friend tell me about an eye doctor that was up here that was specific to post-concussive injuries. So I reached out to his clinic and they got me in the next week. And um, from there, we we figured out how severe my double vision was. Like it was significant. And all the testing that he did, I left there super nauseous because I was going between 
two in one image the whole time as he was trying to clarify what kind of prism glasses I needed, which I still have on now. Um, and so the prisms help to focus so I can try to see clearer images because without them, everything's a blur. Um, and with physical therapy, we started working on balance issues right away. And, uh, there's a big term called proprioception, knowing where you are in space that was off completely. So if he tried turning my head one way or another with my eyes closed, I didn't know where I was. And if I tried Mm -hmm. doing that and doing anything else at the same time, I would just about tip over. So my, that all comes from the back part of the brain, which that was clearly not working right. Um, so from there, then from the eye doctor, I got referred to occupational therapy for vision therapy to work on the double vision, work on my peripheral vision, which was pretty much gone at this point too. I usually had really wide range of peripheral vision and that narrowed significantly. And during times of stress, either physical or emotional stress, it would narrow even further. So I was like in a tunnel vision if I was overtaxed for any reason, again, physical or emotional. And when I say physical or emotional stress, it's not like, oh, the the, the end of the world is coming and, and we're super stressed about that. It was, if I can't get figure out how to do my dishes right now, or I can't figure out what to make for dinner. That was a stress on my brain. And I would have an increase in symptoms because I was stressed out trying to figure out how to do all of the things that I needed to do. Um, so I was working with all these therapies. We got started initially kind of haphazard wherever we could fit it on the schedule, but OT and PT became weekly things. They were there every week. I was checking in with my neurologist every couple of months. Same thing with the eye doctor. I got my prism glasses. It didn't help as much as we wanted it to. Um, I had to do more therapy. And then the longer things progressed, the more it started affecting my mental health. Because while I knew that I wasn't where I, where I needed to be, it was all comparisons. So again, when, when we do talk about mindset, you can't compare yourself to anybody else, which I wasn't trying to compare myself to anyone else. I was comparing me to the old me. And, uh, the one thing I remembered about brain injuries as this whole thing went on is that no two brain injuries are the same. So there's, I kept saying over and over, I wish that I would have just had a fracture. I wish it would have been a broken, broken arm or a broken leg. Cause those swelled up right away. Couldn't, why couldn't it have been a, one of those things? Because when you have a broken bone, you set it, you put a cast on it. You have a time frame that they give you that it, it will heal and it will heal in that time frame might need some therapy after that, but it will heal. And you know that there's a deadline, you know, that there's an end in sight. You can put a star on your calendar. And by that date, you're going to be better with a brain injury. You don't have that luxury. So it could be tomorrow. It could be years from now, or it could be that it never gets better. And the longer it went on, the more my experience as a nurse practitioner started to, to hinder my, my healing because the more, the longer it went on, the more I started seeing myself in that role of the person that never gets back to their normal. Wow. How profound was that? That was, oh, that was mind blowing. That was, um, take the wind out of your sails completely experience. Uh, cause I had worked so hard to get where I was as a nurse practitioner and build that reputation up as I'm, I'm the one you can go to if you have questions and I couldn't answer people's questions. 
Like I had, I will periodically have friends reach out to me. Hey, I have this, this question, family member or myself or something. Can you answer a question? Can you help me out with this? And I would repeatedly have to say, I'm sorry, I can't remember, or I can't come up with that off the top of my head and I'm on leave from work. So I don't have access to my resources because I don't, I didn't have the access to those, those educated resources, but in all honesty, even if I had them, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been able to comprehend what I was looking at if I tried. And yeah. And I remember that. So I I was in the process of writing my book and I um, had asked Mandy, I said, Hey, do you want to take a, take a peek at it? And I didn't have much written at the time, but I really wanted her input. I mean, she's my best friend and I wanted to see what her, her thoughts would be. And she said, as much as I would love to, I probably would only be able to listen if you read it to me, even reading it to her was difficult during that time. And she's like, I can only process so much information before my brain just, just can't or your vision, all of these things would just, and it wasn't like they were in a perfect timed thing where I know if I do X amount of time doing this, that I'm going to be affected in this way. It wasn't like that. They would be random. So what is your, your knowledge on that as, as a professional, is this normal or is this a unique brain injury? Do you, do you want to elaborate on that at all? Yeah. So what I can say for sure is that it's not a mild TBI. It's not um, severe. My kids last week were trying to tell me, oh, I'm pretty sure it's severe mom. And I'm like, no, buddy. I took care of severe traumatic brain injuries in the hospital and they had bleeds. They were in the ICU. They were really bad off. And like, this is not severe in those terms. It's classified as a moderate TBI. So in the moderate world, again, there's a huge range. Um, and again, what I can say from, from talking with all of my therapists is that I'm somewhat unique because of different aspects of it. So my vision for one, um, people close to me know that I used to have really, really bad vision. Uh, I had my first pair of glasses when I was 18 months old and progressed from there in 2013. I had lens implants in both eyes and I had LASIK surgery on top of my right eye because I was just that blind. Well, those things came back to haunt me because they are complicating my healing process from my brain, not registering things correctly from the, from the concussion with my vision. So even the vision troubles that people normally have after a concussion, mine is worse because of my vision history. So, Mm -hmm. um, this week I actually got a referral to a different, uh, different group for vision therapy to try to do things differently because what we've been trying hasn't worked. So let's see if we can try something different, uh, because it is more complex than, than your typical concussion in that, in that respect. Um, I had developed a lot of autonomic symptoms and by autonomic, um, again, these are things that I had to review because they don't come off the top of my head as quickly as they used to. When you think about your fight or flight system, that's your uh, sympathetic nervous system. That's your autonomic nervous nervous system. It's automatically kicks in when your body is stressed. My body was stressed. My brain was stressed all the time. So any little bit of emotional or physical stress would kick in my autonomic symptoms to a higher degree. So if Mm -hmm. I tried 
you and I, there was one time this summer that you and I tried going out for lunch and there was yes. too much noise, too much, um, too much talking, too much everything. And I couldn't come up with my words and I had to ask you if we could hurry up and finish and, and leave because I couldn't tolerate all that. My, my system was just on overdrive. Um, and at that point in time, it took me days to recover from trying to go out to lunch with somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever told you that, but like two days later, I still had a massive headache because <laughs> my body was just not, not in tune with, with my want and my desire to do those activities. Well, and I re- I remember because we had gone to the zoo and we had a fine time, except, you know, we kind of had to take a little more uh, breaks here and there, but then we had the lunch date and there was just something that didn't, you know, it was just that day didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And so it was very unpredictable, very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And um, when I finally put, put two and two together with what was going on, it was about a two hour time frame that I could tolerate. So anything more than that two hours and my symptoms would kick in. Occasionally I could make it past that if it was a really calm, low key activity. But if it, if there was anything that required my brain's attention, one and a half, two hours was my max. That was it. If I tried going over that, nope, I was done. Um, and I'd have to go home and take a two to three hour nap. <laughs> I haven't taken naps like that since I was a kid, but, um, that's the only way that I could recover from it was taking a nap, uh, getting cooled off from the inside out because I would start sweating profusely with these, uh, the dysautonomia attacks. And, uh, I start sweating profusely. I would start slurring my words. Um, Don and I were at, I think it was Menards we went to one night and we were just kind of looking around, walking around. And all of a sudden I, I used the term, I hit my wall and that, that was, that got to be our, our thing. So we knew when I hit my wall, that was that was when the symptoms would come on and we would have to stop what we were doing, go home, whatever, if we hadn't already. And I hit my wall at Menards and he said, it looked like I was having a stroke because I was slurring my words. I couldn't stand up straight. Um, the dizziness was significant. Um, we left, I got a, I, I never really encouraged these, but I, the energy drinks sipping on those would be the only thing that could really kind of stop that process or drinking like ice cold water getting something really cold inside of me or a little bit of the caffeine uh, would help to, to kind of bring down some of those symptoms. And those are the only things that I found that worked at that point. And what do we know about, about that and the effectiveness of that? Because generally speaking, you know, if you're kind of going through like an anxiety, that's everything is heightened and to add caffeine to that is kind of like, no way Wait, <laughs> that'd be the last thing I do. So why do you, why would you, what is your purse? Um, sorry, your professional uh, opinion on why that would have been beneficial for you in that. So, yeah. Um, I can tell you my professional brain is a hundred is not a hundred percent back yet. So I don't know <laughs> all the research behind it, but um, what I do recall is that Oddly enough, we also use caffeine to treat ADHD. And uh-huh. for whatever reason, it helps to calm those, those kids down. So it's like when you give them a stimulant, it actually kind of shuts off that natural, natural drive. I can't remember all the steps that go along with it, mm-hmm. but I would assume that it's something similar to that. Okay. That, that, it's just, whatever that stimulant, I know, right. I know. I wish it's I, just interesting. It's just interesting, <laughs> but no, and this is, I think this is really good for people to see. There's still, 
there's still healing taking place. Mm -hmm. And so as clear as you are speaking today, and as you were speaking last week, there are still questions that are difficult to answer because you're not completely there yet. And, you know, we'll talk more about that next week, but you're still on that healing journey, trying to get yourself back so that you can get back to work so that you can help patients through this. And so walk us through just um, a few more things that maybe you have tried to help with those symptoms. Cause you talked about the going through the OT and um, things like that with your vision. What more have you tried? Cause I know there's been so much that you've had to experience and searching and this could be anything from mindset to medical or even functional or holistic practices that you have incorporated trying to find answers and healing yeah so with the occupational therapy we did we've done a wide variety of different exercises um it got to the point before the cruise I, we had just started talking about putting tape on my glasses. So when we got back from that, I had tape in the middle of my glasses, trying to kind of um, retrain my eyes. And then we put a dot on my right eye glass lens to try to kind of decrease all the stimulation coming from that eye because it was giving my brain the wrong signals. Um, I'm back to no tape on these particular ones because it didn't. I've it, noticed. It actually <laughs> decreased my peripheral vision that was already ah. decreased. So I felt like I was going to run into walls. So uh, PT said, oh, yeah, okay, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, the tape glasses. <laughs> there's uh, there's plenty of those photos we could dig up yeah. if we need oh, to. There was a point I had a patch on too, before the tape came, I think. <laughs> um, so I, I, our, I was a little pirate there for a while. <laughs> uh, with physical therapy, we tried all sorts of different exercises as well. I even got a um, like a headlamp for camping, but it has a laser on it. So because of that whole proprioception thing, um, we were, he was training me with, I had a target on the wall. Um, and I, I'm a, I'm a archer. I'm a hunter. I love me a target. That's a good thing to aim at. So my goal was always center. And he's like, you know, even if you're a couple inches out, that's good. And I'm like, no, it's not. I need center. So, <laughs> cause I'm OCD and, oh, my OCD like went through the roof through all of this mm-hmm. too. So if there was anything that I could try to take some control over because I felt no control over anything, my OCD was, was nuts. So, um, yeah, that got fun, uh, but I had to be in the center of that little dot. So I would close my eyes, turn my head and look, turn back and try to get my little laser right in the center of the dot again. And man, it was frustrating when I couldn't get it there. But, um, after weeks and weeks and weeks of working with it, I finally did get that part. So baby step forward. I saw one tiny little thing get better. Uh, but that's all it was, was these tiny little things that got better and nothing significant was happening. Um, way back in early on in the show. And this took me months to remember. So I had all of this information in my brain, but I didn't know where to access it. I didn't know how to control it. And I still don't have it all, but, uh, way back early on in the show, I had interviewed Melissa Hergert about brain train centers. And we talked about, um, brain core and doing qualitative EEGs to measure your brain and, and use that therapy to help your brain. 
So finally I remembered, I'm like, oh, hey, they just opened up a location close by to me. So I reached yes. out and we got in, in and I did the qualitative EEG and she was able to show me all the areas in my brain that weren't working right. And it completely 100% matched up with my symptoms. And I was super excited. And we did a, a quick little trial treatment of it. Um, the very, very, very sad part for me was that I had run out of my HSA money and I didn't have the funds because I'm I'm not getting paid. I haven't gotten paid since 12 weeks after the accident. Uh, so my income is like nothing. So yeah. between having no income, having no HSA money, I did not have the funds to do the therapy. And I'm like, Oh, that was one thing. I felt like it was a carrot that was kind of dangled in front of me that I wish I could have done that because, um, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Cause it's really, really cool therapy. And I wish I had the HSA money to do it because it would have been amazing. I know, but well, I couldn't do it. So yeah, if you're local, um, that was in, in Shakopee. So yep. brain train centers, Shakopee, and they are continuously opening centers around the United States and beyond. So brain train centers, um, with Melissa Hergert and, all of the amazing people that are opening up their, their centers and offering hope and healing uh, for, for anyone that's just wanting to know what's yeah. going on in their brain. And there's been some amazing success stories. So if you want to follow her, Melissa Hergert, um, and get connected, like Mandy said, there's, there's opportunities out there for, for healing. Um, and, and sometimes it will work with funding Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, there's, there's still options. Yep. So c continue yep. sharing. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that we, uh, we, uh, give that Melissa plug that plug there. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, I, I know it would have helped. I just, uh, at yeah. that time I couldn't do it. And I was so, so bummed when I realized that. Um, so I continued to try to find things. Um, and I will say to you, I have an amazing employer who reached out to me every month and did a quick little check-in with me wanted to see how I was doing, get updates. And she always looked for alternative th treatments that might be helpful as well. So she was constantly telling me about other things that, that might help me. Uh, I ran into the same barriers, unfortunately, with most of them for, for finances. Um, so I kept looking at all these things and I'm like, there's a carrot, but I can't quite reach it. So I will keep trucking through with the things that I know. Um, but I still didn't know all the things that I didn't know. <laughs> and, right. um, it was hard to find the resources that I needed because mm -hmm. one thing when I, when I used to work in the hospital, we had social workers, we had care coordinators who would help you manage your, your outpatient world. So they would help you prepare for discharge for, for the patients, set up appointments for you, make sure that you had the, the referrals that you needed, make sure you had the resources that you needed patients that didn't have health insurance. They would help them find health insurance. They did so much to help our patients but I didn't see anything like that in the community. So here I am with a brain injury, not knowing what I don't know, not knowing if I'm getting all the treatments that I'm supposed to get. I, I was, I had the PT and OT from, from the clinic because that's what, that's what they do. That's their, your traditional route. But anything beyond that, I didn't fit into the parameters for needing higher level care. So even though I wasn't functioning at my highest level, I didn't meet those parameters for that, that, that highest level of getting to, 
different places than I was at. Um, and not to say anything bad about the therapist that I had, because they did amazing work. Uh, they continue to do amazing work. Six months out, I'm still going to the, all the therapists. Um, and I still 100% believe in all of them. And I just wanted to make sure that I was doing everything. And I didn't know if I was or not. And and that's hard. It's, like you said, you're, you're not working. Mm-hmm. And you don't have access to those resources that you once had. And then the treatments that they look viable. You just, you, you can't get them because of lack of funding. So how can, how can your listeners, you know, help you? I, I know you've got a book. Is there a book out there? Is there like a podcast maybe they could share for and just get more, more listeners and uh, just to continue that going. So how, how can we support you right now? Yeah. Yep. So um, I need to get to a certain level of, of listeners regularly to be able to get advertisements on here, which would, would pay me a little bit. Um, not there yet. I've never been a huge, huge person on getting all those advertisements in there. Cause sometimes they can be a little bit annoying, but if it means a little bit of cash back in my pocket, that would be kind of amazing. Um, and periodically I've been reposting my book that I did uh, get published before all this happened. Uh, my great help from a unicorn nurse practitioner. So um Again, my my world before the accident, I helped a lot of people with migraines, including myself. So there's a lot of really good information in there. It's on Amazon, um, migraine help from a unicorn nurse practitioner. It was meant to be the first in a series of more help from a unicorn nurse practitioner. So I need to get back to the point where I can do all the things and I can finish writing more books in that series. Um, she will. There's that. There's that. She will. <laughs> more time. So, more yeah. Time. I- so I think, I think next week, um, we are definitely going to talk a little bit more about, um, so, some of the vision things that you touched on. Cause I think there's a lot of value in that. And also, you know, the parameters of care that that's huge. I think there's, there's a lot to be said about the accessibility of care and what you've been able to accomplish with the lack of uh, resources has been amazing. And so um, I'm really looking forward to having that conversation with your listeners next week. And um, is there anything else that you want to share today? I'm, I'm so proud of you once again, for getting through a 30 minute episode with no, no hiccups. And you, you've just, you've really made so much progress and I love seeing you smile and um, I just, I, I hope your listeners understand that this has been such a huge thing in the works to get you on here, to share yeah. your story, to impact others and let them know that they are not alone. They are not alone. Yeah. I'm really excited to get to the point um, where we talk about the now, because that mm-hmm. will explain so much of why I'm able to do this. Uh, but I will say for, I know I, I don't post the whole video on this, but last week I admitted to Amanda afterwards that I was shaking like a leaf because I was so nervous to get back <laughs> on the mic again, um, because I've struggled with my, my words for so long now it's, um, it's nice to be able to talk. And I've been talking my family's ear off the last couple of weeks because I can, <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to get to, to the now, but we have a lot more work to talk about to get there. Cause it's, it has been a really long road. Um, sometimes a lot darker than I would have liked it to be, but, 
as we'll talk about to the, the whole support system thing is that's why I got where I am now. So. Well, you got nothing but love on this end. <laughs> you know that. So I do. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to continuing this conversation. This is this series will continue uh, and we will be bringing in some uh, professionals to share even more. Some of the people that have worked closely with Mandy will also be appearing at uh, some point in this series. So stay tuned and thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you guys. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.